The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, and welcome to It's Relatable on Mind, Body, Spirit FM, where we talk about all things relationship. I'm your host, Carrie O'Driscoll, and I'm so happy you're here. Get comfortable, and let's dig in. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me again today. Today's episode is part of a series of podcasts by mindbodyspirit.fm hosts on gratitude in conjunction with the new documentary film Gratitude Revealed by Louis Schwartzberg. And I was really excited when they asked the hosts to do a program specifically on gratitude because it's something that's really important to me as um, a human being, as a mother as um, a friend, as a person that walks on this planet. I developed a gratitude practice over a decade ago as a way to try and manage some of my anxiety and depression symptoms. And over the years, I've played with it, tweaking it to kind of figure out what worked best for me. I also talked to my kids about it and how it was helpful for me. And over time, my definition of gratitude has really evolved. I've come to understand what it is about this practice that has been so effective for me. In the beginning, I often attempted to come up with something by starting with, well, at least I'm not dot, dot, dot. What I discovered is that if I am comparing my life to someone else's, as in, at least I'm not part of this oppressed group or that oppressed group, or thinking about all the ways my situation could be worse, such as, well, neither of my kids is terminally ill and I'm not homeless, that's not really me being grateful. That's just another way my anxiety tells me that my life could run off the rails at pretty much any moment, so I should really be cautious. Instead of helping me feel calm and centered, that kind of gratitude really just reminds me that one or more of those things could potentially happen, and for now, I'm just kind of dodging a bullet. If I'm making a mental note of the number of good things in my life as compared to the number of bad things, that's also not helpful. Weighing those things against each other in this sort of balance sheet is not really a positive step. The fact is both good and bad things exist in my life simultaneously, and frankly, they're often intertwined with each other in my life and in my mind. But gratitude is about the ones that I consciously choose to pay attention to. It doesn't make the challenges or the difficulties in my life disappear. It simply allows me to notice that there are so many positive things in my life too. Because here's the thing, the human brain is wired to look for deficiencies, expect sabotage, and find all the things that need fixing. And that isn't always a bad thing. Often I'm happy to know that there's something I can do to make things better. But unless I take the time to really engage in a gratitude practice, I'm not going to notice the things that are absolutely right and lovely in the world all around me. I might notice the pile of unfolded laundry lying on the couch, 
but I can also choose to see that the dishes are all clean and the dog is fed and happily snoozing in his bed. And an essay that I was working on this morning is coming along nicely. I'm loath to imply that gratitude is a complicated thing, though, because when I'm in the zone, it really isn't. When I am really tuned into the goodness and abundance in my life, the list of things for which I am grateful grows quickly and easily. For me, the key to gratitude is to simplify things. When I'm frustrated and irritable, the best thing I can do is stop and look around. I might catch sight of my computer and be grateful for the ability to write and connect with people who are important to me online. I catch sight of a glass of water on the counter and appreciate clean water in a cupboard full of dishes. I note my sunglasses on the table next to me and close my eyes and thank goodness that I can so often feel the warm sun on my back. When I can keep myself from creating stories or context, I can find simple, pure gratitude, and suddenly it feels like there's more oxygen in the room. Knowing that every time I actively look for things that are right in my life actually activates the parts of my brain that produce serotonin and dopamine, and that gives me hope. When I started that gratitude practice all those years ago out of desperation, I was beginning a slow process of rewiring my brain to more easily find happiness. And sticking with it, I realized that it does become easier over time to recognize and appreciate simple things that give me joy. While sometimes I still struggle with anxiety, I'm more able to see it as part of this messy, glorious life I live instead of letting it keep me from getting out of bed in the morning. So stay tuned because today's episode features a conversation between myself and my dear friend Teresa Howling, who has been by my side for years exploring ideas of gratitude and peace and community, and I'm really excited to introduce you all to her. Teresa was born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and after extensive development of her left brain as a successful software developer, she awakened her creative mind, and healing arts have become the main focus of her life. Reiki, shamanic journeys, meditation, and yoga are a few of the joys she now incorporates into her daily life. Teresa is a certified mindfulness teacher, Reiki master, and yoga instructor. She creates a sense of community, empowerment, and well-being in her classes for kids, teens, and adults. And these experiences provide fertile basis for both individual and collective evolution through heart-centered encouragement, the presentation of self-healing techniques, and the ever-important focus on personal growth. And more than that, Teresa is a phenomenal friend. She is steadfast. She is real and... She is full of joy. She is one of the people that I can always count on to remind me that life is supposed to be fun and that it's time to play. So here we go. All right, here we go. Yay, Teresa. I'm so excited to have you here and to have this conversation with you. Um, you are someone who I immediately think of when I think about a gratitude practice, just because I have watched over the years the way that it's shown up in your life. Um, so I'm really excited for us to talk about this today. And I, the first thing I want to ask you is just to, if you can share with us how, what gratitude means to you and how it's impacted your life. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. 
Um, and I was surprised when you invited me in and, mm-hmm. and talked about gratitude. Um, not because I, I don't see myself as a grateful person, but it has become such a part of my life that I don't even see me for that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I have incorporated it in my life and I yeah. think it has helped me with, in so many aspects, um, would highly recommend. <laughs> um, but um, so um, I think gratitude means to me that I am connected to all that is going on at this moment and, and I value everything. So mm. uh, I'm in appreciation of the present moment and what it brings to me. Mm. And it, this has to be renewed many times during the day because it changes <laughs> yes. all the time, right? So it's an ongoing thing the whole day, the gratitude. And, 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 and even though I have certain times when I stop and, and express my gratitude, it can show up all of a sudden and I do not let it pass by. I'll make sure that I show that appreciation even out loud if that's mm. the case or saying it quietly in my mind. Um, so, uh, how this all started goes back to 2003 when I had, uh, I think it was around 2003, I had a near death experience. Mm. And um, I, when I was in the middle of it, I looked up and asked whomever was listening, you can say source, God, higher power, whatever you call yeah. it, uh, to help me get over what was going on so I could be able to helpfully raise my two kids mm-hmm. that's that was my worry and i had been in bed for 36 hours and mm. at some point my mom finally said i understand you don't want to eat or drink but you gotta go use the bathroom at least so make an effort to go and and i was regretting it already but i did put the effort in and sure enough i fainted when i squatted down the toilet oh. And ended up in the emergency room. Thankfully, they were able to take me. And I had some excruciating pain going on. Um, And while I was there in the emergency room, there was a lady uh, lying down on a bed next to me. And I was having these experiences with everything going dark. And uh, not really with my eyes, but within, like a funnel thing that everything was going dark and everything was disappearing from the outside uh-huh. and and I was this was culminating in a dark place when where everything would end at least in my head yeah. and so I started sobbing you know thinking about my kids and how they wouldn't have their mom with them to raise them and, and I was sobbing and so this lady next to me who was he looked who looked very frail and uh, had no hair mm. uh, you could see that it was she was lacking life like she was near yeah uh, leaving she came and and held my hand and said it's gonna be okay wow and i just oh that that was like mm. uh uh velvety slap on my face like <laughs> got a grip you know you know this lady who has barely strength for hers is giving you strength and so uh with her making this effort to come um my tears became drops of gratitude instead and I said, okay, I, you know what? I'm going to change my life mm. from, from now on. And 
And so I decided to take the reins of my life in my hands and do what was best for me from that moment on. Um, and I had been living in a place of complaint, seeing, feeling quite stuck in my life. So that's why I say, like, even if you haven't had a near-death experience, if you're feeling stuck in your life, mm. um, you can do something about it. So I was feeling stuck and I discovered that no matter what, there are choices we can make every day. And so I restarted my life after that, after that, like a rebirth. Mm. And but this time, not only I was making healthier choices for myself, like I started yoga, I tried to eat better, uh, have some rest when I needed. And I also decided to complain less. <laughs> and ta-da! <laughs> I, found, I found out that the more we appreciate what we already have, the more life offers us moments, people or things to appreciate. And it is as simple as that. Wow. So later I was studying about gratitude. So I started reading books and studying about gratitude and reading some books. I learned that there is a relationship between gratitude and human well-being. In other words, research has found that the higher levels of gratitude you have, better life satisfaction you will have. And so it they feed each other. Yeah. Um, and and besides that, practicing gratitude daily, like I was saying before, got me practicing presence, you know, being in the present moment. And after all, you assess your current situation to find the things to be grateful for. So that brings you to the moment. And mm -hmm. living in the moment is a game changer in itself. Um, try to to bring your attention back to the now every time your mind gets you plugged into the past or dreaming about the future if you bring it back to the moment um it's it's a super game changer and what i had been stuck in stuck in was that i had moved to a place near seattle and it felt really cold to me and it lacked sun and sunny days and yeah. during my first few years after moving there, I found myself longing for my warm days at the beach back in Brazil and mm. dreamt about being there soon, maybe in the next vacation or whenever it happened. And all that time spent avoid, avoiding being where I was in each moment just took me out of the presence and I just kept stuck in my past yeah. and complaining that I didn't have sun. Um, it was interesting because in the beginning, I this is how it started. I started marking on my calendar how many days the sun would show up. That was a mistake right after I moved. To <laughs> oh no! In days. Seattle, how many days the sun shows up? That was a bad idea, Teresa. <laughs> months, I found myself looking at the calendar like, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this. Like, there's barely <laughs> one day when I saw the sun. Maybe I should be doing the opposite. So I was expecting sunny days, but only finding the opposite. Yeah. And I said, there's something wrong with this. So I I tried to bring myself to the presence where I could uh, find something there for me, even if it was cloudy. Yeah. And I did find it. I found much more like magical experience, beautiful nature out there. Uh, and magical friends like you, but <laughs> I'm not there, so 
Yeah. Uh, there was so much more than what I kept my kept myself longing for. Yeah. Once I started to investigate. I love that. It makes me think of this this phrase that I use a lot with people is when you're holding on to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so when you were counting the number of sunny days, right? It was you were not like paying attention to the to what was happening outside of that. It's like who when we when we can put that hammer down and focus on the broader sense of what's actually happening in our lives, then it's like, oh, wait, I don't have to be smacking things all day long. <laughs> and it's almost asking like for a, a reason to complain. Come on, give me a reason to complain. Right yes. here. Look. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, that reminder too of what we focus on grows. And so in any moment, we get to choose what we want to focus on. And um, I remember one of the things that you taught me. And I, it was one someday, I think we were just taking a walk together or something. And you challenged me to go an entire day without disagreeing with anyone. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and at that point, um, I was raising teenagers. So that's a really difficult thing to do. <laughs> extra challenge, extra bonus point for you. <laughs> right? But it was this it was yet another way to sort of refocus my mind around like how often is my default to disagree or to complain or to look for the thing that's missing right um so it's a really good exercise i often use it when i'm working with teenagers and and they all look at me like i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, but I disagree with my parents every second of every day, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I totally understand that. So, but yeah, there's, once there's you... no complaint uh, practice. Actually, I just wanted to add that to go a step further with it. It's also what comes up to your mind, so you're not just watching what you say, yeah. but watching also what what the thoughts that come up. You're like, oh, is this an, another complaint? So let's dismiss it. Yeah. I don't need that right now. So that's a big awareness practice. Yeah. Yeah. Or even asking the question, like noticing what comes up and then asking the question, why does that bother me? Why, why is it that I want this to be a different way? Right. Um, I was writing a little bit this morning about grief and, um, and how it's sort of related to anxiety and talking about how we get we forget that we are biological creatures and that we're designed to have those rhythms of growth and decay over and over and over again in our lives and i think often we get when we're in the when we when something happens and we lose something and we start to feel grief we get this anxiety because we forget that this is normal it's a normal part of living and being in relationship and it's not always going to be this way we can feel that grief we can understand that that something is lost you know 
and and that it will come back around again. Like we're going to have that next cycle of rebirth and growth, and then there will be more decay. And that's just the way it works. And the more we can sort of surrender to that, then I think the more we can understand it's not, we don't get stuck in those places, you know? Um, so I'm curious, did you have, when you first started, did you have like a particular anchoring gratitude practice or was it just sort of a like trying to be intentional and mindful throughout the day or both no i i did have a, a specific practice because i read in the books that um has been proven by science if you have a gratitude journal mm. uh, and you're not just write the things you're grateful for but also the reason why mm. um let's say like i'm I'm grateful for a colorful sunset because it's a, you know, mesmerizing experience for my yeah. eyes. It yeah. brings beauty into my life. So um, it has been proven that um, people who who do this for a while, I think it's I think it's at least a month, will have um, results after four to four and twelve weeks you're going to still see results from that mm. and being positive and how that affects your life, yeah. uh, even for mental health, you know, right. so it's been proven. So I, I uh, wanted to do that. So I started doing it, but soon enough as a mother of two kids, as you know, I found <laughs> myself busy enough to, or too exhausted at that time to just stop and write and why. And I said, I got to I got to change this. So I adapted yeah. to what I could do. And so I decided to put it to every time I showered. Mm. And, and so when I'm in the shower and I already feel that water, and I love water and it's a place yeah. for me to just surrender and be okay with my emotions and whatever, whatever's going on at the time. So when I'm in the shower and feel that water, I already first things probably feeling grateful for that water, clean yeah. water that I have to, to, uh, wash myself with mm -hmm. and then I find other things to feel grateful for and and by doing that every time I showered it became a habit a healthy habit mm -hmm. that I developed but like I said nowadays it's not limited to that whenever it comes up and I find myself give thanks throughout my day and and sometimes I stop at my uh in my backyard and and sit down and look around at the area and the and the peace that I can find and just, you know, just give thanks that I get to, first of all, experience that. And second of all, stop to appreciate it, you know, be able to even yeah. notice that. Um, but um, I have an example for you that that can be like, could be taken differently. So I go out in the desert quite a lot, walking by myself in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and I've had I've had a few encounters with rattlesnakes. Mm, yikes. Uh, and and when I noticed them crossing the trail before I, I get to before I get too close, or if I hear them shaking their rattles yeah. to warn me I'm already too close. Yeah. I just stop, give them space. And and but instead of freaking out, running away, yeah. or I don't know, just crying, stay in the same spot, I'll just say thank you for warning me. Yeah. that you're out there and not even coming after me. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's an, an instant thing that, that will come up. You know, that's 
maybe because of so many encounters I've had with them already. Yeah. It's become automatic, like, oh, you know, it didn't come and, and bite you. So I'm yeah. grateful for that. So it, it shows up throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a perfect segue into um, asking about um, how nature impacts your gratitude. I know for me, it's, it shows, it definitely shows up in different ways. Um, I have my dogs and I walk the same path every single morning and it takes us past one of my neighbor's houses. And she has this peach tree that is not big. It's like maybe my height, which is short, you know, five foot three inches. And, and it is miraculous to me that I can see it in the spring, you know, I can see the leaves starting to come out. And then within a week or so, there are these gorgeous blossoms on it. And then within another week or so, the blossoms give way to these little teeny tiny fuzzy spheres. And then over a period of weeks, I can watch them grow and change color. And they, I mean, it just is this miraculous sort of reverent experience and I feel so lucky I mean I'm in the middle of a city I'm walking my dogs right it's there's nothing particularly holy about that but it's amazing to just be afforded the opportunity to watch that process happen year after year and watch the you know the peaches turn into peaches and they're just and it's you know, the whole thing from beginning to end takes maybe two months to, you know, watch it leaf out and then create the fruit. But it's it's one of the things that gives me such joy. And it's so simple and it doesn't cost me anything. And so I'm curious, um, yeah, what it feels like to you to to incorporate your gratitude practice into being out in nature. Yep. Uh, good, good question. Um, I think... Um, nature is always there for us to to find awe in and and um, it's the easiest thing to grasp for gratitude if you can find nothing around yeah. you at that moment right things are going hard let's say you had an exhausting hard day at work and yeah. as much as you dig for you cannot find a reason to feel any gratitude uh, besides those two gossipy co-workers <laughs> who are teaching you about patience. <laughs> uh, but you're like, yeah, now, you know, maybe I shouldn't be, I can't express gratitude for them yet. But you can always right. count on non-judgmental nature who's out there handling yeah. all the elements, including humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, with something you could appreciate. And even if it's not just those two months you're talking about the peach tree, the rest of the year, it's showing the strength and resilience to be there throughout anything that happens. You know, yeah. you can always take inspiration in that. And uh, and let's say, for instance, like I said, I love sunsets. I'll watch them every day and don't get tired of them and yeah. like to sit down and just be with it as it happens. And I feel grateful for it's a show and it's a free show. Like I said, it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in and watch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if I say like, oh, okay, how about watching sunsets and, and you're in a place where it's cloudy? Yes, oh, there's too many clouds. Okay, how about the pretty flowers out there? Even the dandelions. Yeah. No flowers in season. Okay, how about that big tree that you pass by every day on the way to work? Can yeah. you appreciate the lesson on resilience, the strength, the stability that it, that it represents? 
and yeah. so much more out there that you can see lakes rivers uh the ocean for you yes. birds dogs cats you know whatever whatever floats your boat in nature you yeah. can find something but one particular place that i went to recently was bali and i was deeply touched by their gratitude towards their land mm. um, that i'd like to mention so yeah. every, everywhere you went you would find offerings to express this appreciation so they were there were many of these little handmade baskets yeah with colorful flowers and incense spread out like on sidewalks in front of porches mm -hmm. or establishments and they're all a way to thank their land or and their gods for all the beauty the abundance the prosperity and the health mm -hmm. that they have and and just like the reciprocal uh relationship between gratitude and life satisfaction it's a similar relationship that they have between those people and their land and it keeps giving back to them so i entered this uh, money exchange store and saw that they all the stores had altars little altars and and i saw these beautiful flowers on this altar and i and i couldn't help but ask the guy i said are those fake and he said no no no. in fact i just brought today from my backyard i said for real and how often do you change them every four to five days i bring new flowers and i said so does your tree keep giving you know just blossoming he said yeah the whole year every four days. i i can just keep bringing and and i believe him because at the place where we were the staff had to clean up a carpet of flowers that would show up every day falling from the trees um so we could we could pass by because it was just full of flowers it kept giving day after day so it, it's um it was such a beautiful relationship between land and the people they appreciate so much and and offer uh gratitude every day and then the lens the land says oh yeah I, I like to be appreciated here's some more and you can even use my flowers to offer to me back so it's yeah it's, it's a beautiful um relationship i loved it yeah i think it's it would be a great way to establish a new relationship with land anywhere yeah. in the world where we respect it and honor it yeah well i think it's one of those things it's like nature has always given us that example of just radical abundance right that i mean i see it in in just in my neighborhood right i live in southern california and so i have neighbors with fruit trees and they're like everybody's always like got a box of oranges or lemons or limes or grapefruit or pomelos or it's like with this tree is producing more than we could ever possibly need yeah. right and it's like if we if we pay attention that's one of the lessons of nature is this just radical abundance like there is more than enough for all of us Correct. if we just figure out how to share and pay attention and not take more than we need and it it is it's this i love that um the people in bali have have that tradition have that relationship that you know there is that that gratitude and that acknowledgement of the way that we're all interconnected 
That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. Now, now I need to go to Bali. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm curious for you how, I'm curious how gratitude shows up in your personal relationships, like interpersonal relationships with friends and family and or like romantic partners. So um, with friends and even family, um, I like to express my gratitude in a different way. So I study a little bit of nonviolent communication, NBC, and with that we learn how to speak to our audience, right? So if I just send a message to my friend, say, I'm thankful for your friendship, uh, it could land in a different way than a simple check-in. Mm. And and I I love to check in with my friends and keep saying like I just I just thought of you and how are you doing yeah and that's my way of saying I'm grateful for your friendship without saying those words right <laughs> and and the person will know that I've been thinking of them um and but but it's not like um how can I say like a standardized sentence right. that I'm grateful for you that might trigger someone and say like. Uh, that's too rigid for me or I don't know how to respond to this kind of awkward right yeah so that's my way of sneaking in the gratitude like I'm grateful that we stay in touch I'm grateful that I can still reach out to you and we exchange messages and and um, it's a little bit different with romantic relationship because obviously you're with the person uh, many times so you're not going to keep checking in yeah uh, but um, I've I've read that, um, and even after already doing this, I've read that it's been proven if you express your gratitude for whatever the person does that you appreciate, and sometimes we take things for granted, or maybe all the time, not yeah. just sometimes. It's like yeah. you wash the dishes, you know, and why would I have to say thank you for that? And right. but if I feel thankful for it, I'll say it. It's like thank you so much for preparing this meal and you know how much I appreciate someone. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for, for making it so that I don't have to cook. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I am happy to, to show that appreciation. You know, it's like yeah. you took the time to, to do that. And yeah. I didn't even ask you. And, or if yeah. I had to ask you even, it's like, thank you for actually going and doing that. So, yeah. um, you know, pointing those out and if someone repairs something in the house it's like well thank you for fixing that you know i i couldn't do it appreciate that you went ahead and did it and and so they say the it first of all even in any type of relationship it says the that gratitude strengthen strengthens relationships sure and uh deepens the connection um and in case of a romantic one uh the more you express the gratitude the happier the couple feels about each other yeah well it's nice to have that that recognition that acknowledgement right even if it's something that wasn't particularly like I love cooking and I I that's that's one of my love languages is to feed people I I totally love feeding people and it's still really nice to hear from someone, hey, that thank you so much. I appreciate you, you know, the acknowledgement of the, like, that was time and effort. And, you know, you chose to do that for me. Um, and I think 
having raised teenagers and and the fact that I work with teenagers and parents of teens a lot, that's another thing that I think is really, really powerful for parents and teens is for, I think teenagers get told in a million different ways all day long what they're not good at yet, right? What you still have to learn. And so for us as people who care about them to be able to offer them some sort of gratitude or or mark an occasion when they did something like I can remember when my oldest would help her younger sister with her homework right and it was like it would just touch my heart and I would and so then I would be able to say to her hey I thank you so much I think that really meant a lot to her and it was really it was really cool to watch you just offering your expertise and your wisdom to help her. And it like you could see her whole body change when she got that sort of recognition around like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was kind of a cool thing to do. And somebody noticed it. Right. And, and they did not do it for the recognition itself. They right. did it because they felt like doing it. Right. And then sometimes you also turn to your teenager and say like, Hey, thanks for unloading the dishwasher. I was really tired last night and saw that you did. I really yeah. appreciate it, you know? And it's not yeah. like, oh, then they're going to do it again tonight and you have to say it. Sure, you can say it, but make sure you appreciate something else. Yeah. It goes yeah. in, in different areas and it doesn't become an automatic thing like a repetition. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I can remember being... I, having this sort of tantrum one time when I was a teenager because I was a really diligent student and and most of that was internally motivated like I wanted I enjoyed school I wanted to be a good student it was something you know that I that was part of my own identity but when it started to become an expectation for, for of everybody around me it was like well how come this semester you got you didn't get straight A's? You got all A's and one B. Like what happened there? It was sort of like, hey, <laughs> can you can you pay attention to the fact that I'm actually working really hard? Like, so yeah, that that I love what you said about making sure that we're that we're praising people for different things or that we're noticing them for different things so that it doesn't just become this rote thing where they feel like, oh, now we're in this rut of this is the only thing that you appreciate about me. Right. And, and this cycle where I'm expected to do this every yeah. time. Right. So what about what if I took time from unloading the dishwasher instead and prep the meal? Right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. but then I'm not going to get the, the appreciation for washing the dishes. Right. So it's right. like, oh, how about you can be spontaneous and show up in the way that your heart tells you to. Like, I'm going to help my sister tonight with homework yeah that's great too yeah something that a mother will be thankful for for sure (laughs) yeah yeah I think I wonder if sometimes the our inability to find gratitude has something to do with our inability to slow down because it occurs to me that so much of this is about paying attention right? right like if I'm really present with my kids or my friend or my partner, then I'm noticing that thing that they did, right? Or if I'm really present out in nature, right? Then uh, then I'm noticing that 
beautiful tree that looks different today than it did last week or and and so but i think we you know we live these lives where we're so often not paying attention because everything's urgent and we're in a hurry all the time right and thinking about the destination not not enjoying the here uh yeah, yeah for sure yeah it's a great uh point that you bring up and even when i talked about the rattlesnakes in the desert if you're just walking to get to the river and that's your mission. You're going to step on cacti because they're everywhere. Mm. The thorns and 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 the snakes can can be out there too. So you're not you're not being present. Yeah, you might encounter them physically. <laughs> yeah, and and, um, and miss the point of oh, I am paying attention here. Thank you for helping me see this before I stepped onto this. Before I got lost. Before I yeah. Ran out of water. I I have yeah. noticed that. So yes, being present, which I think it's it's one of the most wholesome practices for us because it brings so much awareness about everything, not yeah. just gratitude, but but it's great to to help us appreciate the things that are around us too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and absolutely. And I think I think uh, yes living out of the present moment is a big challenge and when that's that's probably one of the reasons when you let's say you have an alarm for a gratitude practice which which can be something i i've taught a few courses to people and and when i give them the gratitude practice they like put an alarm on your phone and they work from home and all so it's like right. put an alarm to remind you to stop and be grateful for whatever it is at that time yeah and and when on there are always those days when everything seems to be off, nothing's going right, and you search something to be grateful for, you can't find it, right? There's, well, is there really nothing? Are your needs met right now? Like, do you have shelter? Do you have food? Right. Do you have, uh, are you breathing? Yeah. Are you breathing? That's the first thing. First thing. Yes, of course you're breathing. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be alive. So it's like, just be thankful for your breath. I remember... First time I went to a positive parenting um, uh, workshop and the guy said, if you find nothing to be thankful for, for them, you say like, thanks for breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I left and I said, you know, he, he has a point actually. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I can't find it. It's just So it's same thing with ourselves. Like I can't find anything right now because everything seems to be going um, in a not very positive way. But what about my breathing? Let's start from there. And from yeah. there you get, uh, other general things that are going on. Oh, today I saw the sun this morning, or yeah. I, I heard a bird, or I had water to drink and I felt really thirsty. Yeah, right. And and so that's that's also with um, it, it. It can be affected also by accepting things how they are. Um, yes instead of complaining and wanting them to change to what you would like them to be yep. and which refers also to what we were saying before with the complaint uh no complaint um practice right yeah. so can you can you find something now that is working besides your breath right if that's a challenge yeah. for you sure so start practicing and you're gonna as soon as you discover one thing you're gonna discover another and this will open up to more um yeah. gratitude as you go by yeah, it's, I love that. Um, 
one of the things that um, I do when I'm working with teens is I'll do some guided meditation practices. And one of the ones that so many of them find most impactful is what I call the our body appreciation meditation. Because there's so much about our bodies that we just sort of take for granted and so many expectations. And, and so we'll just literally go through that, like, thinking about how, like, all of the different bones and tendons and muscles in your feet work together to keep you balanced, whether you're barefoot or wearing high heels or clunky combat boots, or whether you're walking on a sidewalk or a rocky path, or like, that's not like your, your feet just do that. They just do that. Like that's pretty miraculous. Right. And we'll, you know, go through all the different joints and muscles and, and your the way our digestive system knows what's fuel and what needs to be discarded and then how our bodies extract the fuel from that to and send it to different places right so that you can get the iron you need here and you can get the vitamin d you need over here and you like all of those things are happening in us all the time and we can voluntarily pull- we don't even have to think about it because right. if- had to, it would be screwed. Oh, <laughs> right. Thank goodness the body does itself. It's very intelligent. And like you breathe yes. air, you don't need all that comes in, but it knows how to separate. Yeah. And the lungs do their thing. The heart does its thing. And about the feet, uh, what I usually tell some students is like, can you think of how many steps you've taken in your whole life till now? If you calculate, now, now we have those uh, watches that, yeah, your steps per day, and it's like yeah. the minimal. Usually, it's like ten thousand a day. Can you yeah. imagine how many steps throughout your life? Yeah, and your feet have been doing this. Can you show a little bit of gratitude for your feet? Yeah, if they feel sore right now. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, the body body can, and the body is the great uh, instrument to bring us to present moment too. Like just go through the senses, and you can connect yes. to the present moment. So. Uh, yeah, running to the body or the breath, even like I said, like it happens by itself. If you're not trying to control it, it'll do its thing most yeah. of the time. Right? There are some exceptions, but like yeah. it, it, you don't have to think about it all the time. So just be yeah. thankful for that because that would yeah. take every moment of your life and if right? you to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> If I had to like direct my hair to grow and my fingernails to grow and my digestion to happen in a certain way and my heart to pound at the right rate and this muscle to move. Like if, if I had to be consciously aware of all those things, yeah, I would just lay on the floor pretty much all day long. I would not be able to function. There's no way. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it is. I I feel like it's for me personally, my gratitude practice was one of those things where as soon as I opened that door to it. I couldn't, you can't go back. Like once I see it, I can't unsee it. And, and you do start to find gratitude in the, in the funniest ways, right? Like I gosh. see your, like the bunny on the sidewalk that you posted. That yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's a silly thing that is like, you're like, I'm so grateful that someone stopped to yeah draw a little bunny in the mud like i love the person did that <laughs> right it, you know it, it's the little things it's the little things at the end of the day yeah that so yeah stopping for that 
And you know, I understand sometimes we are too um, upset, too sad, and it kind of gets this this beautiful this beauty out there gets covered by this layer of sadness that maybe we got. Um, we have a big disappointment that happened with somebody or um, someone who mistreated you. Let's, let's say that example, right? Um, And, and someone's not treating you well and you're not ready to feel gratitude for them. I understand. And you're not ready to, to uh, forgive them. Sure enough, you, you don't have to force it at all. You wait for it when it's time, if it happens. Yeah. Um, for you to forgive them right but what if we change this perspective to like what lesson did this person offer you yeah and and in that case if someone who's not respecting you or or putting you down constantly or um or um not showing you appreciation even right yeah. and and one day you finally realize like wait a minute there's something here and I, I think I deserve better. I believe I deserve better than this. And it, it takes a while to get there, but sure. But you're going to empower yourself enough to one day say, no more of this crap, right? Yeah. I'm done with this. I want something else. And because you got to that moment when you're so ready to be treated better. Yeah. Right. So even if you feel that you cannot forgive them, maybe you can raise some gratitude that this person helped you love yourself so much to that point that you got to that yeah. limit. It pushed you to this limit when you like being in a crock pot or that story <laughs> of the frog that, that the water is yes. warm and you don't feel it and you don't feel it and it's all of a sudden it's boiling and yeah. it's going to kill you. But yeah. They pushed you to that limit and yeah. you finally see it. I deserve better. So you know, thank you for showing me that yeah. I need to love myself and I do deserve better than this. So yeah, bringing that perspective. A- yeah, I think it's the difference between having the, the either or perspective, like this is either good or it's bad, or the, the both and perspective, right? Like this was a really painful experience. And what I learned from that is... I don't want to be treated that way and I can choose to walk away from that. Right. And so it doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. It doesn't mean that you don't wish that things had been different, but both of those things can exist, you know, coexist simultaneously. And that's, I think, I mean, they talk about that as being the mark of maturity, being able to hold two sort of opposing ideas at the same time and understand the complexity of that, um, as opposed to people being like, oh, well, you know, that horrible thing happened, it could have been worse, or at least it wasn't right. Like, that's not gratitude. Gratitude is, I'm feeling all the feelings that are uncomfortable and painful and I'm finding something in there that I can build from. Right. Yeah. Instead of just dismissing it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, um, before we go, I want to ask you if you, cause you've referenced a couple of books and things that you've read. I wonder if you 
would be willing to share thoughts on uh, like websites or books or any particular things that, and we'll, we'll put links to them in the show notes, but um, you know, if there are particular things that you would recommend to folks who are interested in learning more about gratitude. I read so many books that I couldn't be able to tell you. Uh, I was Mm -hmm. at a point in my life when the books were showing up for me, if that Mm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, And in terms of, I I would go to the library and found the the number for a certain book that I wanted. I go there and another one falls on my feet. And it's like, (laughs) okay, I'll take you home with me. So that happened a lot. And and I I learned a lot from that. but there was there is one book that I actually read recently with some friends as in a book club, uh, and I think it's very helpful, especially for beginners. I mean, this practice can uh, help you your whole life, and you should keep you you know you, you would keep doing. I don't want to say, I don't like to say should, but it's like it's a good thing. It's yeah. a healthy habit to have. Yeah. Uh, but it explains it well and gives you some testimonials of um, how it helped people. And it's um, James Baraz, Awakening Joy. Okay. Uh, it's it's finding ways to happiness, um, and and it has different practices, but one of them is gratitude. Mm. Uh, it's a one chapter there, and then uh, an online resource if you need one for a journal. Uh, there is a online journal that has a habit creator that can go for 10 or 21 days. You could choose from UC Berkeley. I think it's thanks4.org, something like that, thx4.org. But obviously you can do that yourself. It's a journal. It's more like if you need um, accountability, it's like a reminder, a notification, but you could always turn on an alarm on your phone also to say like, oh, it's time to write about gratitude. Uh, Even though we don't want it to be a forced Thing. Maybe in the beginning, we need to fake it till we make it. Let's yeah. sit down like a writer, right? Okay, take that time, sit down and write yeah. things yeah. And until it comes from within. And it's like, oh, I can't stop it now. And I don't need an alarm because it just happens <laughs> and happens and happens. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, learning why, you know, the reason to do this and, and that it has showed great effect in many people. Uh, yeah. It's it's motivating. It's encouraging. So the Greater Good Science Center from UC Berkeley is a great mm-hmm. um, website to learn mm-hmm. from it. They have meditations too. Um, I yeah. uh, I think it's a great way to start and find a way to make it your own habit. Not because they tell you to sit down with a journal to say like, oh, it works best for me if I do my gratitude practice while I drink my morning coffee or tea. Right. Go for it, right? It doesn't have to be that way. We're all different. It's going to work different for everybody. Yeah. So take that practice. Maybe you start like they suggest and then adapt it to yourself so you don't um, resent it. So you don't like, oh, yeah. I'm feeling forced to do this. Just create your own, give it your own uh, way to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that's really important. I, um, it is different for everybody and, and it, it takes different forms. And even for me, it has taken different forms, you know, over the years. Right. But my, um, oldest daughter, when she was in high school, really, really struggled with anxiety and 
I kind of tricked her into starting a gratitude practice with me where every night we, you know, she was living in my house. She was a floor. Her bedroom was a floor above mine, but I would text her from like, we'd like go, you know, I would say goodnight to her or whatever. And then we would get ready for bed. And I would text her the last thing before I went to sleep. Like, these are three things I'm really, really grateful for. And they were usually super simple. Like my dog, CB, who was the best dang dog ever. And, you know, he uh, yes, would like, he was. he was the best and he would like sleep at the foot of my bed. And so I would say, I'm so grateful for CB because he's warm and cozy and he sleeps with me every night. I'm really grateful for my pillow. Like I finally found the perfect pillow and it's so comfortable mm -hmm. and it supports my neck just right. And I'm super grateful for being able to sleep with the window open. And and I didn't even tell her that that it was just like, you know, no preamble. No, it was just like, these are three things I'm grateful for. And by like the third night, she started texting me back. Oh, these are three things I'm grateful for too. There and it was go. like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be, and it started this way of, I'm not going to say it like fixed her anxiety, but it, definitely was a way to sort of soften some of because that's when her anxiety would rear its head was right you know it's dark she's going to sleep she's now all of a sudden thinking about the 87 things she wished she'd done differently at school that day and you know she would start to get into that spiral and so instead the last thing before she went to sleep was this very simple gratitude practice mm -hmm. and it just shifted things just enough and I knew for her, it, it wasn't going to be something we could do face-to-face. -face. She was going to feel too weird about that. So I thought, I can just text her, and she can just text me back. And I will tell you, to this day, this child is 23 years old, and she lives across the country from me, and we still text each other every single night before we go to sleep. Beautiful. And it's, you know, who knew, right? But we just started that because I thought, maybe this maybe this will work for her. And again, speaking to your audience, right? If you had said, hey, listen, we need to start this practice and then <laughs> yeah. tonight you're going to text me three things. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. She no, would not have done it. Right? So Never. To your audience and adapt. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, and my other daughter would never do that, right? It's a very different thing. She and I had a little journal that I would like write something in and then slip it under her pillow. And then like a week later, she would write something in it and slip it under my pillow. And so we like passed this journal back and forth. And that so it was a completely different thing, right? But yeah, it's there's there are so many different ways for us to live in gratitude. And I, it's been absolutely game changing for me. So, I'm, same here. Same yeah, here. thank you and, so and I, much. Yeah, I'm thank so you grateful. for having me yeah. over. Um, and and maybe I'll just uh, finish with a quote that I like awesome. about gratitude. That's very simple. Gratitude turns what we have into enough, and and we've talked about this here and yeah. when you cannot see a thing to be grateful for like you mentioned bring the attention to the present moment and just yeah. sit with it and you will start to find things maybe beginning with your breath as simple as that the yeah. little thing the little things and you you will notice that your life is filled up with beauty from little things and the addition the sum of all those 
um, can give you even the fuel to keep going, right? Yes. So paying attention to that yeah. every day, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am tremendously grateful for you and the way that you exist in my life. I'm, I love our friendship and I love the years of history that we have together. And I'm so pleased that you took the time to share your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Uh, my honor to be here and pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for here I am with my standardized, standardized uh, sentence. I'm grateful for your friendship. Thank you so much for staying in touch and uh you know the little uh reminders that we send once in a while to each other they mean a lot to me and and so knowing that there's someone out there that i can count on and if you if to anyone who's listening if you have somebody like that you know send a message you know out of yeah. nowhere out of nothing just say like hey have a great day you don't even ask me to ask how they're doing just have a great day. Hope your day is going well. Whatever it is, just um, reconnecting and showing your appreciation in whatever way you feel fit. So thank you for doing that for me. And yeah. I'll keep doing that for you too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of It's Relatable. I'm your host, Carrie O'Driscoll, and you can find links to all the things we talked about on this episode in the show notes on the webpage for the podcast at mindbodyspirit.fm. Please reach out to me with questions, comments, and ideas for the show and download episodes and leave reviews on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you stream podcasts. If you like, subscribe, and follow, You'll be sure to get updated whenever there's a new show to listen to. The music at the beginning and the end of the show is a clip from a song called Get By. It was written by Lauren O'Driscoll, Alexander Parker Lawrence, and Moses Ray Walker. The song is performed by Lorelai and Sam Rydell, and you can find the whole amazing song wherever you stream music. I highly recommend it if you need a mood lifter. I also want to give a shout out to Moses Walker for helping me produce this podcast. He is always and forever making these technical things seem so much more doable for me. And I am grateful for his expertise and advice. Until next time, take care, mind your relationships, and be well, everyone. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.